Yes. Log Talk Radio. Yes, hello. Uh, this is Dr. Simon, Stories We Live By. And uh, I haven't been on the air now. I haven't done a broadcast for about uh, probably five months. And uh, I'm not sure how much of a listenership is left. Uh, although I hadn't much of a listenership, people do pick this up uh, in some nice numbers on uh, on the archive. Um, but in any event, I didn't do any broadcasts for several reasons. Uh, one is I went back to work. I really didn't have a lot of time. And part of my motive for doing this show is to feel like a professional. Um, when I retired about five years ago, I had started doing a show with uh, a colleague of mine and um, in another venue. We were doing it on the, on the Internet. And I found that satisfied my my desire to be a teacher, to be a psychologist, to make interpretations, um, and hopefully reach people. And when I went back to work, some of that desire uh, sort of left me um, because I've been working now. Uh, I have a private, very small private practice, but also I've been working as a consultant at a nursing home. And uh, someday I'll organize a show about that. That's been a very profound experience for me. Uh, particularly because of the other reason I haven't uh, called in and done a show, and that's because I've been ill. Uh, Late October, I was diagnosed uh, with having prostate cancer, uh, which doesn't kill you. I mean, when you get two, there are two kinds of cancers doctors immediately tell you um, you probably won't die from. One is uh, thyroid cancer, and the second is prostate cancer. Actually, prostate cancer is so slow-growing uh, and unless it has calls itself uh, to, to mind with symptoms, uh, you die. You know, it's never diagnosed. We estimate that probably 70% of all men of 70 and above have prostate cancer, but it's so slow growing that you die of something else. And when mine was diagnosed, I was actually given a uh, uh, alternative of waiting what's called watchful waiting. You go every few months or six months and they do a test to see whether it's changed. Uh, but that seemed to me, and especially to my wife, uh, something we don't want to do. Uh, people of my age, uh, particularly who you know, are a little older, always saw cancer as a uh, death sentence. And uh, whether or not, uh, uh, you know, just the word cancer has more meaning, I think a different meaning, to my generation and the younger generation because many more cancers now are controlled or flat-out cured. But in any event, I underwent treatment. Uh, uh, I'm the first I needed treatment for a uh, serious infection that was given to me by the biopsy. That was a lodge of pleasure where I was uh, given very powerful IV antibiotics for a while. And even though I was working and feeling professional, um, I'm sort of carrying on my life. <clears throat> I was sort of in a depression. Uh, the, the, I, the, if you have cancer, the word cancer again, and the, what I've learned going to doctors over my life is that often the cure uh, is worse than the uh, disease. Um, in the event, uh, I, I'm am better now, but during that whole period, uh, I just simply didn't have the energy uh, to want to get online and uh, carry on about some of the things I tend to carry on about. But I'm back, 
Um, I seem to uh, have weathered all the treatments very well. My doctor suggests to me that I am cured of the cancer, but it takes about a year or so to find out whether or not there are still cells uh, in the body. But if there are, they're very slow-growing, <clears throat> and they probably can be managed for a very long time before they become a problem. But my surgeon is absolutely convinced that uh, I am cured at this point, that when they remove what they have to remove, all the cancer went with it. So uh, I've been watching the news. I read the Times. I read the Sun Sentinel down here in uh, Florida, in sunny Florida, where the weather has been unbelievably beautiful for the last ooh, almost two months. I hope that lasts for a while. Um, and uh, I keep watching the, the way the politicians keep working, and I get more and more upset about what I see. Uh, particularly the uh, politics in Florida, which mirrors so much of the politics in the rest of the country, uh, particularly since the midterm elections when uh, the American public turned its way from uh, the more progressive Democrats to the more conservative, if those words have any real meaning. I'm not sure, but uh, I'll use them because they're uh, you know, com the coin of the realm, so to speak. And um, I've watched... Uh, uh, as, as all kinds of things have emerged, particularly with the so-called Tea Party. Uh, and don't be, you know, I'll do this show over a series of periods. Uh, I can only get a half hour on a show now, and I can't do it in the evening unless I uh, pay a minimum of $400 to uh, Block Talk Radio to upgrade. So uh, I'm not going to do a show at 11 at night. Uh, 4.30 is nice. I end at 5. Perfect time to have a cocktail uh, and help my wife prepare dinner. And uh, so I thought I would uh, just keep it this way. A half hour isn't a hell of a lot of time. Uh, but I have a lot to say. And what I want to do is a kind of a psychological analysis of the stories that I see now destroying what's left of the American democracy. And some of them involve uh, the, the symptoms of this, of what's going on, seems to me uh, partly a rejecting of modern science. Um, if, if any scientist uh, dares to say that um, uh, we have a serious global problem in terms of uh, climate change, uh, they are attacked, uh, they're demeaned, and the whole idea... Uh, um, uh, that that something serious is happening um, is downplayed. Another is the the absolute refusal of our politicians to take serious the damage being done uh, for our need for power for our homes and our automobiles. Um, uh, if anybody's watching the news now, the horrendous uh, fear that's taking hold in in um, Japan and uh, possibly over much of the uh, part of the world if these nuclear reactors blow. Uh, what happened uh, this summer and, and after with the Gulf, uh, with this oil spill, uh, and uh, nothing seems to uh, move our politicians to what I would call a realistic assessment of our dangers and of our uh, curtailing our use of power altogether, but in addition to that, uh, moving towards uh, wind power and water power and sun power 
uh, and trying to uh, develop uh, new technologies, which exist in many cases. But the, the money that drives the system and the mindset that drives the system uh, seems to resist any of those changes. In addition, it seems to me that one of the symptoms of the current mindset and political climate involves the politicians who really should know better uh, uh, playing on the idea that uh, President Obama is A, not an American, and B, not a Christian. Uh, he's an alien. And I'd like to spend some time discussing that because um, uh, the, the, uh, it seems to me a serious symptom uh, again, I, for those who follow my show, you know that I don't use the word mental illness, but uh, there's some kind of very serious disturbance in the land that no matter what kind of evidence uh, is called forth or what the president says or anybody else says, uh, there are large numbers of people who refuse to believe that the president uh, is not an alien, and, and I want to discuss that, um, and the politicians, again, who have the power uh, do not take a stand and say, hey, wait a second, this is uh, our president. Uh, he was born in Hawaii. He has an American birth certificate. Uh, and and we have to uh, stop this nonsense uh, uh, and using it from, uh, to oppose any kind of uh, program that he uh, even deigns to suggest. And it's not that I'm not particularly happy. I'm, I'm kind of unhappy with Obama because I think he should be coming out much stronger uh, and making statements such as I'm making now that this is all dangerous nonsense and taking the opposition to task in a much stronger way. But his psychology I won't touch because I really don't understand why he or the Democrats uh, are so frightened that they are, uh, to me in any way, uh, invisible. Um, and, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, it's, the, it's the worst among us who seem to uh, be the loudest. Um, there's a, uh, an interesting, um, uh, let, me, let me see if I can find this. Um, I'm not sure which book it's in, but I'll look through and see if I can find it. Um, the... Uh, let me see if I can find this. No, I know where it is. Uh, it's a poem. I should have prepared this, but the heck with it. What's the difference? And uh, it's a poem I love very much. Um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? By Yeats. This is ridiculous. I shouldn't be doing this, but what the heck, one more time. And uh... Well, never mind. I'll do it next time. Uh, it's a poem that, uh, concerning the idea that the center no longer holds, that there is no center in America, particularly and that uh, the, the best lack all conviction and the worst among us are the loudest and seem the most sure of themselves. 
And a question then to me is, why is all this happening, or what does it mean uh, in terms of the psychology of those who are involved in what I consider a political destruction of the United States? Yes, one more topic that I will spend some time talking about is the attack on the educational system. It's, it's absolutely, to me, a, a uh, miracle that the one place uh, our politicians think they can save large sums of money is on the education of our children. Uh, the, the, the promulgation and the uh, forwarding of the idea that teachers uh, are so highly paid and don't work, uh, this bizarre idea from people who never were in a classroom for one moment of their life and who never uh, uh, really understood how difficult it is, particularly with all the mandates now placed on teachers to individualize education, uh, to uh, chart student individual progress, uh, that this is an incredibly difficult uh, uh, thing. And and what happens here, I'm going to use Florida. We now have another millionaire or billionaire um, individual as a governor, an individual who headed a corporation that was fined almost $2 billion for uh, Medicaid fraud. Um, uh, Rick Scott, the governor here, uh, got out. He bailed out uh, before the indictments came. He left the company. Uh, And this individual who understands uh, how to make billions and who could spend $73 million of his own money uh, is now a championship champion along with some other billionaire governors in Wisconsin and Ohio. Uh, Let's see what we can do to lower teacher pay, to uh, destroy collective bargaining. Uh, I never thought I would live to see that attack on the democratic process um, uh, take place in my lifetime in this country. Uh, And yet uh, this this set of activities uh, jumped upon uh, by the uh, Republicans uh, who are the champions of the Tea Party um, and, and the Democrats silent, virtually silent on the topic, uh, invisible uh, as a political force, uh, hoping that uh, the uh, right will shoot itself in the foot, and I'm not sure that will happen, simply because uh, the only people who are visible and doing anything however destructive their activities, um, are are the people who uh, pay for the microphone, as Ronald Reagan once said. It's his microphone, he paid for it. And these are the individuals who are now uh, getting wealthy by the hour uh, from the uh, politicians, the corporations uh, who are helping destroy uh, and and block any change so that short-term profits uh, can continue regardless of the long-term consequences to our psyches, to our environment, uh, to the way we live. So uh, let, me, let me talk a little bit about uh, what I think is going on. It amazes me that billionaires and millionaires who are running the show and running the corporations um, can be so solidly backed by working-class people. And it's very hard to understand. These billionaires and millionaires are interested in power, and they're interested in money. 
I don't think they give a good goddamn about the working class or the working people. Uh, otherwise, they wouldn't be uh, hammering them so. They wouldn't be stealing from them uh, in the, on the, from the banks, from Wall Street. They wouldn't be doing the things they have done to create so much difficulty for people of average or less than average means. And yet those people are the ones who, uh, many of them anyway, are totally supportive and, and uh, very loud in their support of these politicians who say the right things for them. Uh, they use the word God. They use the word uh, uh, saving money. We're going broke. They use that particular phrase a lot. We are broke. Uh, governments don't go broke. Uh, the federal government, the United States government, is nowhere near broke. It still borrows money easily. Uh, yes, there are problems. Things need to be done, but it's nowhere broke. Broke is not the word. It's people who are middle and upper, lower class who are broke. And they're broke because of the shenanigans that went on in Wall Street and the banks. Uh, and yet, they are supported by so many individuals who respond to the idea from the politicians that they were really good Americans and bad Americans. And good Americans are those who believe uh, that um, business should be in charge because business really knows best. There shouldn't be any government, except, of course, uh, to make war. We're now involved with two, and there seems to be discussion on, from Republicans and Democrats Maybe we should go into Libya and get ourselves embroiled in a third war. Um, that would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Uh, and we could borrow more money, uh, and then we could take more money from the teachers and take more money from the little people, uh, reduce the deductions that people have if they have a home, uh, all kinds of nice things that could be done to save a few bucks on the side while the really big money, um, will will just continue uh, to uh, be spent on things that um, are destructive, in my opinion, to us as a society and as individuals. So what's going on? I think that many of the Tea Party and many voters are really quite ignorant about politics and really not knowledgeable, except in terms of as citizens, on one-party issues, abortion, uh, um, um, small government, uh, catchwords that really don't get thought through, um, and a kind of a, a herd mindset sets in uh, among the politicians, among the bankers, and among people who start using these phrases and get all riled up and, and are made to feel fear and anger that they are victims of people who are really not uh, any, doing them any harm. Um, some years ago, it was an interesting study. It was reported in the newspapers. It was a real study. Uh, a group of uh, social scientists took the Declaration of Independence and turned it into a kind of a questionnaire and asked people in the street to sign it. And most of the people who read what is the Declaration of independence, didn't know it was the Declaration of Independence, the most important political document perhaps in human history, because what it says is if your government abuses you, you have a right 
and an obligation to stand up and stop it from abusing you. Most of the people who were given this didn't know who it was, considered it a very radical document, and from the point of view of a history, it is a incredibly radical document. Uh, and because the word radical now begins to be used, a large proportion, a majority of people wouldn't sign it. They would not sign the Declaration of Independence. It was too radical a document. That, that is incredibly important. Why is it that every citizen in the United States does not instantly recognize the Declaration of Independence? And I think part of it has to do with what we've been doing to our school system and the kind of education our children get. It's not that kids aren't smart today. Give them a computer, give them an iPod, give them all kinds of electronic devices, and they're fabulous. They're absolutely fantastic in how they handle them and figure it out. I'm in awe. But what they lack, and so many citizens lack, is a broad-based narrative that includes the idea that in part of their identity they are a citizen and that the politicians can't have power over them without their having a strong voice and a veto and that they as citizens must be knowledgeable about a wide range of issues some of which involve science and some of which involve philosophy morality not just single-button issues that cause all kinds of intense, powerful emotions to be aroused once the politician puts it into play and uses a particular word. There has to be a broad-based morality that includes a narrative that says we are all brothers and sisters and that the worst human being on earth, the most horrible, is still a human being. If that's not part of the psychology of individuals, then what you have is that some of us are good Americans and some of us are bad, some of us are human, and some of us are not quite human. And in my remaining minutes, just want to spend a moment on uh, the issue with Obama and the fact that so many don't believe he's an American and so many don't believe he's Christian. And my own humble opinion, and for those of you who have listened to this show over the years, you know it's not particularly humble. My humble opinion is this is race. He's the wrong color. That while we've made strides in race in this country, that many of us on an individual level uh, are much more comfortable with people of color and people of other religions. Uh, uh, and I think that's a highly positive thing from my value system there are still a lot of people who are terrified that anybody who doesn't look like them is an alien. And I think the idea that he's not a citizen and that he's not a Christian are really a kind of an unconscious or maybe even conscious in many code word for he's a black person, he's African American, and therefore uh, how could this happen to our white Christian country uh, that the individual with the name of uh, uh, Barack Hussein Obama could be the president. Uh, the fact that no amount of evidence gets in, again, suggests to me a mindset that is so rigid and that is so frightened that it has to hold on to these beliefs 
no matter what, uh, no matter what the consequences for the individual, no matter what consequences for society, and no matter what consequences for the kind of thinking that, that will deny any facts that are not in accordance with the idea of, of uh, what is uh, important to believe for these individuals. And therefore, it really is, uh, rises to the level of a kind of a delusion, which is a psychiatric term for false belief that resists all evidence. Uh, just an aside, those of you who know my show know that my belief that uh, a calling confused, unhappy people ill is itself a delusion. It's a fixed belief that resists all evidence that there is no evidence to support the idea that such people have medical problems, that these are problems in their belief system uh, generated in many cases, or perhaps most cases, by the psychological need to deny and to deal with painful realities that uh, um, are really terrifying for the individual. And that's what's going on in America right now. I think our problems are so serious for so many people, and people feel so confused by the lack of clear information, by the fact that those who are supposedly the most educated and the leaders uh, uh, lie through their teeth, change their position from Monday to Tuesday to Thursday to Friday, uh, believe one thing uh, one year and totally different the next, and deny uh, that they ever believed in the first place, what they originally seemed to believe with the same fury and hearts and mind uh, that they believe at the present. So uh, I think that people are frightened, and I think this is being played on by those whose need for power and for money uh, will uh, drive them, allow them to do anything uh, to play on those fears, and that the whole political system now is kind of, in many cases, a kind of a delusional, uh, 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 terrified system uh, that simply, in many cases, will not deal with counter-information or any ideas or reality that will recreate the anxiety that led to the adoption of these beliefs in the first place. Okay, I think that's enough for today. I will try to do another uh, I will call my uh, next show The Destructive Stories of Present-Day Politics Number 2, and I will set it up hopefully for next Monday again at the same time. Goodbye, and I wish us all a lot of good luck.